Hi there, and thanks for tuning in to the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You're about to listen to another proud presentation brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off of your order. Yum, yum, yum. It's the Fantastic Cuisine Pundit Hour. Such a fussy young man to one who kept in cruncher on a raisin bran. Well, don't you know that other kids are starving in Japan? So eat it. Just eat it. Today on the Pundit Hour, episode 114, Fantastic Foodies, released on April 1st, 2018. Welcome to the Fantastic Cuisine Pundit Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. It's time to eat up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as SnackyB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Foodie Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as In and Out. This, <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is not sponsored by HelloFresh, Sherry's Berries, or Boxed. To get no deal on any of these products, do not put in the promo code FCPH on their websites. But we are sponsored by restaurants. Not anyone in particular, just the concept. We've sold out to our stomachs. Hey, guys. Hey! Hey! I hope you guys had a lot of delicious food this weekend because... Oh, my gosh. uh, Yeah. We'll be talking all about it here on the Fantastic Cuisine Pundit Hour. (laughs) At some point, I'm going to extol the virtues of the pub that's by my work because their food is amazing. Hey, I always like some good pub food. Yeah. That's initially what I thought the video game PUBG was about, but I would be wrong. All right, well, we got some restaurant news, some news in the the foodie world. First off, apparently Congress just banned restaurants from skimming tips. This is from Money at CNN. Restaurant servers dodge a bullet this week with a provision tucked into the $1.3 trillion federal spending bill. Late last year, the Department of Labor proposed a rule that would have authorized restaurants to share tips between servers and cooks. That would allow employers to keep some tip money for themselves as long as each worker made at least the full federal minimum wage of $7.25 an hour. But worker right groups argued the rule change would lower the pay of those who work at restaurants, hotels, and bars. Opponents of the rule held splashy public protests. The Labor Department received more than 218,000 mostly negative comments on the proposal. It appeared to have worked. The spending bill, which President Donald Trump, Mr. Orange Cheeto himself, signed into law on Friday, includes a section that makes it clear that employers may not pocket any portion of tips that diners leave for workers. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Servers out there are busting and bussing so hard that mm-hmm. for these companies to decide that, oh, we get some of that tip money now, it is absolutely ridiculous and it, and good for them. It, it is ridiculous. When you give a server a tip, you expect it to be for them. Yeah. Not yeah. everybody else. Yeah. And th- that's the thing. It's like, I know there's cooks in the back that are working hard, but they're not the face of the restaurant for the company. You know, they're they're not the ones greeting you. They're not the ones serving you. And yeah, when I go to a restaurant and when I tip, I'm giving my tip 
for that service that I'm given by that person. You know? Right. Yeah. Like I went to a pub uh, coincidentally, like we were discussing before we started this episode. I went to a pub recently. The waiter sucked. Like mm. the food was great. It's like it's, if I could tip the people who made the food, I would have tipped them a lot. But yeah. the waiter yeah. was terrible. So I tipped him bare minimum, which for me is like 20%. Right. But on my bill, it was 50 cents. So, yeah. That's why I appreciate the culture of food trucks. Mm-hmm. Because when mm-hmm. your server and your cook are roughly the same person, you're yeah. more likely to be able to go, okay, this burrito from this food truck is $6. Here's $10. Keep the change as a tip or whatever. Oh, and, yeah. and that way you know that the cook and, and the person taking your order are, are getting a little bit of extra. And it's, you know, I, I really like food trucks and I wish mm-hmm. there were more out in my area. Me too. Yeah, Me same. too. One time my work, it was like a couple of years ago, the job that I'm at catered a food truck because we had all of our employees in for the day and it was uh i think it was called tasty cheese and oh. wait not tasty cheese but they <laughs> basically had like gourmet grilled cheese sandwiches oh and it was mm. incredible and you know we don't get a lot of food trucks coming out to the suburbs of chicago yeah i'd have to go into the city to get that food truck experience so yeah. if there was some way where, I mean, there could be like more food trucks, but, but you're right, Zach, when your server and the cook are basically the same person and they do a fantastic job. Oh, hell yeah. I'll tip them way extra. Just yeah. like it's for me, it's the same concept with like baristas. It's like, okay, you rang me up, but you're also making my coffee and here's some extra money. Yeah, you bump mm-hmm. a couple of bucks into the tip jar because right. you want them to know that they're appreciated for doing their job. And tangentially kind of related, but not really to tipping food service workers, we at my job often have groups that come in and want to tip us. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game masters for you know running an efficient game or, or what have you. Right. And my boss is okay with it. We're not allowed to ask for tips. Like, we can't have a tip jar out or anything like that. But right. sometimes there will be people who are like, oh, well, it was so much fun, and, and thank you for, you know, giving us the fun clues and this and that and the other. You know, here's here's 10 bucks, here's 5 bucks, whatever. And when that happens, that's awesome. And I, I really wish my boss had a softer stance on a tip jar because I would absolutely <laughs> put one up at my desk. But bringing it back to food-related, actually, one time I had a guy tip me with homemade beef jerky that was amazing. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I would accept food as tips right Me like too. it he came w- in and he was like hey you got any hints for the room we're doing and i was like oh well you know i don't want to ruin the game i can't do it he goes, i've got some homemade beef jerky and i was like all right you see that thing that's one of the last things you want to do so don't worry about it until the end and he handed me <laughs> literally a ziploc bag full of beef jerky <laughs> and i took a piece out and i was like oh thank you and he goes oh no no you keep the whole thing I was like, you are awesome, and I'm going to eat all of this because it was really delicious. <laughs> okay, so I was on the right track. It's Toasty Cheese. That's the, toasty cheese. That's oh. the food truck uh, here in Chicago. But apparently they also raised enough money, and they have their own like standalone location, like an actual physical retail spot in addition to their oh. truck. 
But I'm I'm telling you, it's like literally some of the best fancy grilled cheese I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I like when food that we think of as like uh, a grilled cheese sandwich or right. like a cheeseburger, something simple, is made a little more special. You know, like yes. these gourmet grilled cheeses. There's a place out here in in Chicago called Kuma's Corner. Eric, mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with them or not. No, they no, are. No, really. They are a heavy metal themed burger pub. Okay. What? Each of their (laughs) burgers is named after a heavy metal band of some kind, and each one fits a theme of some kind. There's a heavy metal band called Clutch. Mm -hmm. Clutch has very kind of cheesy music. So for the Clutch burger at Kumas, which I don't think they serve anymore, which is a shame because I really like that burger, it was a cheeseburger with five different kinds of cheeses on it. (laughs) Oh my god. And it was amazing. Ugh. So when you can do those like themed meals or, or fancy takes on on standards, yes. I, I love that stuff. Oh, or me just too. even like combining two great things into one amazing thing that isn't quite usual. Yes, like restaurants in- that do a cheeseburger, but instead of buns, it's grilled cheese sandwiches. I mean, personally, that's not my <laughs> cup of tea. I mean, that sounds I mean, you said great. Com- but... Combining things—that was the first thing I could think of. I mean, like, there's this food truck in my state, not quite sure exactly where it's based, because I've seen it so many places, but it's called I Don't Give a Fork, (laughs) and they make the best cheesesteak egg rolls. That sounds amazing. It is incredibly delicious. Yeah, there's like fusion foods, I think is the genre. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, egg rolls stuffed with things that aren't really egg roll type things are becoming a lot more common, but it's still, like, great fusion food. There's like, a show, um, I, I think we talked about it previously, Ugly Delicious on Netflix. Hmm. And it's, it's a food show, and the first hmm. episode the guy was doing about pizza, and one of the segments was a fusion pizza in... Tokyo, that is a sushi pizza. Okay, how does that work? That sounds like tapeworm. No. See, (laughs) Eric, do you eat sushi? I don't recall. I love sushi. I also love sushi. AP, I'm going to take a wild guess and say, you're not a big fan of sushi. I know, I used to. No, I used to love sushi, but now I just don't for some reason. It's because we like it now. No. <laughs> no. I'm just raw. All of a sudden, the idea of raw food, even when it's like prepared in a way that's safe, just kind of like freaks me out now. I could eat sushi till the cows come home. I am a fan of cooked nope. sushi now. Till the tuna comes home. Cooked sushi? That's great. So. I mean, I guess it could be sushi when it's cooked, because technically speaking, the sushi refers to the type of rice used and not right, the actual. Right, right. Anyway, I. <laughs> so yeah, so so the show on Ugly Delicious, it's a food show. It's amazing. I watched the first episode the other day. Really cool stuff. I'll have to check that out. Speaking of sushi, I have gone to a place in Evanston, which is a suburb of Chicago, Sushi Rito. I've heard of this place, and for the love of God, I need to get one. Yes, because it's a burrito, but it's like a giant sushi roll. Yeah, wow. it's, it's it's a giant maki roll the yes. size of a burrito, and I would just be in heaven eating one of those. It was fantastic uh, when I went a couple years ago and got one, so 
<laughs> we do have more news, and this right, is right. relevant to actually my food review on today's episode. Apparently, Jack in the Box, which I didn't even know that they own Cadoba, but <laughs> they have sold Cadoba for three hundred and five million dollars to New York-based Apollo, which will continue to grow the 700-unit fast casual chain. This is from Nation's Restaurant News, where, you know, we get a lot of our food-related news from. Right. Uh, So, Mm -hmm. Jack in the Box completed the sale of Cadoba to Apollo Global Management for $305 million cash deal, ending the burger chain's 15-year ownership of the fast casual Mexican brand affiliates of New York based Apollo, which also owns the parent companies of Chuck E. Cheese and Peter Piper pizza dining and entertainment brands inherit more than 700 owned and franchised Cadoba restaurants in the U S and Canada. So when Jack in the box first purchased Cadoba in 2003, uh, the chain only had 85 locations in 16 States with more than $65 million in system-wide sales. But as of last year, the chain generated sales of more than $820 million. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, and I, and I've, I've never eaten at a Cadoba. Oh, my God. You are missing out. They have some of the best queso ever. Really? They have, they're so much better than Chipotle. Like, if you haven't been there. Oh, my God. I think Chipotle is so overrated. I've been going to Cadoba for years. It is fantastic. Uh, I and love Cadoba Chipotle. Cadoba includes, includes all of the extras that Chipotle charges you ridiculous amounts for in their prices. For free. You can add as much stuff to like your burrito as you want. Anything on their area, I guess you I can add to Cadoba it. around me then. Because, yeah, I've only ever really gone to, to Chipotle. And, I mean, I love... Mm-hmm. Chipotle. I love the the carnitas burrito is my favorite mm-hmm. thing to get. But yeah, I don't know. I guess I've just never found myself near a Cadoba thinking, mm, I want to try that. It's so good. There's not too many in the Chicago area. Uh, I was looking at their map, but there is one like literally right by my work. Mm. And it's fantastic because I'm part of their rewards program. And mm-hmm. the amount of points that they give you for free stuff, like they said, Oh, well, it's St. Patrick's Day weekend. If you visit, if you eat here, we'll give you an extra chips and guac on your next visit. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is great. Uh, So I'm always racking up points with them. Well, maybe with this Apollo purchase, they'll start to grow the brand out into some of the more suburban areas. And then I can can try some Cadoba. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. They have way more salsas to choose from mm-hmm. than Chipotle, if that's like your thing. They've got bacon as a topping. So oh, like wow. Okay, you you that that <laughs> I gotta go find a Cadoba. <laughs> if you look at their menu online, they have like really great like tacos. Mm-hmm. It's not just like meat and lettuce and cheese like Chipotle does. It's almost like artisan type taco recipes. Alright, well you know what? Now I'm curious. I have to look up Cadoba. Download their app because that is their rewards program. There's no card or anything like that. But yeah, they have these choose your three tacos and they're all these like artisan type tacos and they make them right in front of you. And those are really good too. Almost like a street taco, like what you would get from a nice food truck. Yeah. It's got that feel to it. 
they call them knockout tacos. Yes, that's it. They're great. And they've got like all sorts of things like taco salads. They have like tortilla soup, I think. Yep. They have amazing nachos. Apparently, like, the nearest one to me is 12 miles away in Wheaton. <laughs> well, I mean, that's about as close as my nearest Cadoba. So, <laughs> no excuses, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> well, CEO Lenny Coma said in a statement that he wished Cadoba all the best. Uh, completing the sale of Cadoba marks an important milestone in the actions we're taking to enhance shareholder value. Blah, blah, blah. Lance Milken, a senior partner at Apollo, who just bought them out, said that the firm is looking forward to working with Cadoba's outstanding management team, talented employees, and dedicated franchise partners. They did not reveal their plans for the chain and only stated that it will continue Cadoba's growth as a leading fast casual restaurant brand. Well, that's good. The continue the growth because I need one <laughs> closer to me than we. And I just saw, I pulled up their website. I just saw they serve breakfast now. What? What? They have Cadoba breakfast. And this burrito on their website looks amazing. Oh my God. Are you talking about the shrimp? The fire roasted shrimp? I'm talking about the Cadoba breakfast burrito. Oh. It looks amazing. I didn't even know this was a thing. (laughs) Neither did I. Where, Where do you see that? I don't see that. I will link it to you in the Skype chat, and then we can put it in the show notes on our website. Indubitably. Oh, yeah, here it is. Uh, Shake up your wake up with Qdoba breakfast. It looks like egg, bacon, peppers, tomatoes, uh, potatoes. Oh, hey now. It looks really good. Mine's not open early enough for breakfast. My location may not have this, because they open at 1030. Yeah, I don't think mine does either. It's like I'm already at work, you know? (laughs) The link didn't take me to anything. Oh, there it is. Oh, whoa. That looks good. Yeah, mine opens at 11, so they definitely don't have breakfast. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I would still get a breakfast burrito at 11, so I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, maybe they're doing like a breakfast. You could get a breakfast burrito any time of day or something. I'd be down for that. I would be too. (laughs) In all honesty. Well, since we're on the topic of Cadoba, I will do my little foodie review right now. Yeah, yeah. So, this weekend, Teresa and I went to go see Pacific Rim uh, Uprising. Didn't have a lot of good food scenes in it, so whatever. But, yeah, right before we had dinner at Cadoba, and they've been really promoting their fire-roasted shrimp and guac burrito. And I was like, you know what? Lately, I've been just getting uh, taco bowls and haven't really had a burrito in a while from Cadoba. And I was like, you know what? I, I like shrimp. And I thought, because of their signage and, and they say, oh, the Fuego is back for a limited time. So I thought, oh, fire roasted. It might be a little like hot and spicy. But no, it's just fire roasted shrimp you know, that they put on the grill and is part of the burrito. And... It's great because they market it as a shrimp and guac burrito. So I'm like, oh, I wonder how this is going to taste, which would be a great option if you're observing Lent and can't eat meat. That's a good Mm -hmm. option. I think that's why it's a limited Mm -hmm. time right now. And I will definitely need to go back at some point this week and get another one then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I love shrimp. So I, I would absolutely get one of these. 
And they did not skimp out on the shrimp. This burrito was packed with shrimp. And when they were making it, they put two big scoops of guac in there. The burrito was nice and tightly wrapped because if you got a burrito with stuff falling out, you failed. Yeah. Yeah. No one wants that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I got a burrito from uh, Kidoba not too long ago. I think I posted a picture of it on my Twitter account. It was steak, but it was still very well done. Mm -hmm. They did not skimp on any of the ingredients, and it's very tightly wrapped, so it didn't fall apart, and I I appreciate that when I get a burrito. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I had this burrito. It was fantastic. The mix of guac and the fire-roasted shrimp was really delicious, and even though I was kind of full, I even said to Teresa, I'm like, I kind of want another one. I didn't get another one because that would have been really bad before a movie. But it was really good. So if you're near a Cadoba and they're still selling this, I would highly recommend the uh, fire roasted shrimp and guac burrito at Mm -hmm. Cadoba. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So who has another review? Zach? I guess I can go. Sure. Uh, So recently McDonald's, re-released a classic sauce Mm. from their 1998 Mulan tie-in campaign, the Szechuan sauce. I was so excited this was re-released. I loved it when I was a kid. It was one of those sense memory things. Right. When I got the first one open and I just took the scent in and I dipped my nugget in, I was instantly, I was 12 years old again. And... Mm. This sauce is my absolute favorite. I sincerely Mm. hope they bring it back either full-time or because with the live-action Mulan movie that's supposed to come out, maybe they do a a tie-in again. Would be nice. But yeah, so there's some controversy surrounding it, though. After not meeting the huge demand for the Szechuan sauce back in October... McDonald's put out 20 million packets of the sauce this time around, and it was last month uh, on Monday, February 26th. Basically, the whole drive behind bringing the (laughs) sauce back is thanks to Rick and Morty. And uh, it's funny, I had never seen an episode of Rick and Morty until that day. Um, mm-hmm. I was house sitting for my friend because he was expecting a package and he, he said, for house sitting for me, let me, let me buy you lunch. And I said, okay. I said, Oh, go to McDonald's. The, the Szechuan sauce is supposed to be back. Go get, uh, you know, 20 nuggets and go get as much of the Szechuan sauce as they'll let you have, which unfortunately was only three packets, but it's all right. <laughs> I stretched it. It's fine. I still actually uh, have five more Szechuan sauce packets in my fridge. I don't know what they're in there for. <laughs> like, I, I don't know if I'm thinking they might have aftermarket value or if I'm saving them for a rainy day. I don't even know what the expiration date is. <laughs> but I, I have five of them in my fridge. Donald's released a statement and they said, We did not anticipate the overnight crowds, the cross-state travel, and the amazing curiosity, passion, and energy that fans showed. We disappointed fans, and we are sorry. To fully Mm. make amends, we felt it was important to not only bring back much more sauce this time, but also to admit our mistakes, answer questions, and give fans access to the story behind the story. And honestly, they delivered, because that Monday... Actually, that Monday, I ate 40 nuggets. It was the worst day of my life. Oh, but my it was... God, <laughs> Oh, my God. But you know what? It's okay, because I had the Szechuan sauce. That's true. 
the Szechuan sauce made it all better. <laughs> so yeah, after after house sitting for my friend, I went home, uh, and my mom is like, "What do you want to do for dinner?" And I was like, "I, I kind of want to do McDonald's again." <laughs> so <laughs> we went out to the McDonald's the closest to my house, and I was like, "Yeah, let me get an order of the the McNuggets and, and as much of that Szechuan sauce as you can give me." And they're like, "Szechuan sauce? We don't we don't have that." And I'm just like, "All right, cancel my order. I'll see you later." And I left. I, we left, and then we went to the other McDonald's that's a little further up the road. And I, before I started ordering this time, I was like, do you guys have the Szechuan sauce? And the guy goes, let me check. We have, what is that sauce? And like his manager's like, oh, yeah, we got that. And I was like, all right, cool. 20 nuggets and as much of that sauce as you can give me. Which, again, was only three, but that's neither here nor there. And then the next week, like it was the next Tuesday, I went mm-hmm. to the mall because every other week we play a, a Starfinder RPG game at my game shop and in the food court is a mcdonald's and i was like you know i wonder it's been a week they probably don't have any left but i'm just curious so i walked up to the <laughs> counter and i said do you guys have any of that szechuan sauce and the girl behind the counter goes yeah i was all right 20 nuggets and as much of that szechuan sauce as you can give me <laughs> so it's delicious it, it brings <laughs> back my childhood it is the most nostalgic mm. of foods for me and I, I sincerely, sincerely hope they bring it back because it is so delicious. But a thought occurred to me. Mm-hmm. You guys have been to Buffalo Wild Wings, yes? Yes. Of course. Have you ever had yes. their teriyaki wings? Yes. I have. I think the teriyaki wing sauce for Buffalo Wild Wings is almost identical, if not you know, maybe a slightly more salty version of the Szechuan sauce. Because when I was eating the Szechuan sauce, I thought, hmm, this kind of tastes like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings teriyaki. And then it hit me, and I was like, I really want to do a blind taste test. I have enough of the the sauce. Like, I just need to get a bottle. Because you can buy the Buffalo Wild Wings sauces in bottles. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't find any locally. Like, I couldn't find any at Walmart or anything like that. So I put one up on my Amazon wish list. I didn't know they sold it in stores. But I they only sold it at the restaurant. They may just sell them at the restaurant. I might have just have to go to a Buffalo Wild Wings and be like, can I, can I get a bottle of your teriyaki? Because I have a test. And, and I, I was thinking about it as I was sitting there eating. And I was like, don't get me wrong. It's delicious. It tastes great. But I was like, it kind of tastes like the teriyaki sauce from Buffalo Wild Wings. So maybe there's something there. Maybe if now that the Szechuan sauce, I think, has mostly gone away again. Maybe when I'm feeling that craving for Szechuan, I can just go to Buffalo Wild Wings and get six boneless wings and the teriyaki sauce. And I'll be okay. Yeah. Did either of you guys get any of the Szechuan sauce by any chance? No, I didn't. Neither did I. I go to McDonald's a lot in the morning because I really like their Mm -hmm. iced coffee. So I usually get that. And every time I went, they always had a sign that their buttermilk... Chicken tenders? uh, Chicken. The chicken tenders, which in the commercial, they said, hey, pair it with the Szechuan sauce. They always said it was out. And... When I asked, mine was out of the Szechuan sauce, so I unfortunately never got to experience it. But, I mean, I remember it back in the day. I don't think it's worth social media blow-up. Writing at the restaurant. That's the thing that kills yeah. me, like, is I had to sit there and watch this. And being a fan of the sauce without having seen Rick and Morty until that point, it killed me a little bit. I was like, this mm-hmm. is the thing that I love, and, and you're ruining it by acting like... Idiots and just being assholes, and you're causing public scenes in the middle of busy restaurants. And these poor minimum wage McDonald's employees don't have time to deal with your nonsense. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I was real hesitant to like even start Rick and Morty. But my friend was like, "I ah, watch it. It's pretty funny," and and it was pretty funny. But one of those cases where the show is better than the fandom, which. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can think of quite a few examples where the show is better than the fandom. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, oh God uh, bless that you. Was weird. Um, that was an oddly yeah. timed. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so if you haven't gotten a chance to check out the Szechuan sauce, hopefully there's a McDonald's near you that can mm-hmm. still get some or have some. Don't pay the aftermarket prices. Don't waste yeah. $30 for a packet of it. It's, it's not worth it. And like you said, if Buffalo Wild Wings teriyaki is a good substitute, then by all yeah, means, yeah. And do I'm that. definitely, I'm going to have to do the research on that. And you know what? Maybe when I get paid this weekend, I'll next day deliver some teriyaki sauce from Amazon, and we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. All right. So uh, my food review, I'm going to do a little mini review and then a bigger review because I could not decide between two great things. Mm. Yeah, I know. You're so excited for this, aren't you? I am. Wait, uh, wait, wait. Time out. I'm sorry. Hang on. Before we start with AP, I have breaking news. What? This breaking food breaking news? Breaking food news. What? This sounds amazing. I'm going to link it in chat, and we can talk about this. Oh, my God. McDonald's is adding Cadbury cream eggs McFlurries Holy in time for Easter. For real, though? For real, though, look, I'm, I linked it in chat. God. That looks amazing. But it's not in the United States. Oh, f- it's in Canada and Australia. Son of a b- Ah, that's what I get for following blind Facebook links. There's one line that says, and yet again, why you were about to be extremely disappointed that you live in the U.S. Damn it, Zach. Ah, I'm so mad. Only in Australia, and it's a chocolate waffle cone with Oreo cookies. And I'm like, why? Why can't we get that here? That is delicious looking. It's not fair. You know what? I'm going to start a petition. Start a petition, Zach. We've got power. We've got a food podcast, man. We've got some power. Well, no one will sponsor us, but... (laughs) That's neither here nor there. McDonald's Canada (laughs) has chocolate hazelnut croissants. Oh. Oh. Oh, my God. Why is International McDonald's so much better? Right? It is, though. It really is, though. I think we're going to have to do a special episode. Road trip to Canada. Yes, I'm I'm on board with this. Let's go, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sorry to interrupt your your review. My apologies, AP. AP. I thought it was important. So for my mini review, because I mentioned it on Twitter, so I'm just going to mention it again, but basically Mm -hmm. the same thing. So it's not going to be too long. I went to Burger King. For the first time in a very long time, a couple mm. days ago. And by very long time, I mean like many years. Okay. So I went in there. And I'm like, I don't know what to get. So I got the new spicy crispy chicken sandwich with a side of onion rings. Mm. And I'm going to read the description on the website real quick. Okay. It says, introducing the spicy crispy chicken sandwich made with juicy, tender, and crispy 100% white meat chicken. Seasoned and breaded with bold flavors and just the right amount of heat. Topped with fresh lettuce, a ripe tomato, and creamy mayonnaise all on a potato bun. Okay. Sounds good. It does sound pretty good. It was delicious. In the fast food drive through spicy chicken sandwich category, I'd give it like an A. Are you saying that this is better than Chick-fil-A's spicy chicken sandwich? Yes. Yes. Wow. Wow, That That is is a high bar. 
That's and pretty, yeah. It, I mean, it clearly wasn't gourmet, but it was a damn good sandwich. I think it was the perfect amount of spicy, and the potato bun was a nice touch. And the lettuce was mm. fresh, and the tomato was a good size, like, fresh-looking tomato, and it had just the right amount of mayo. See, I'm not typically a fan of the potato buns, but... Neither am I. I usually do not like them at all. Wow. But I liked it here. I may have to go to a Burger King, because like you, I haven't been to one in a couple of years. (laughs) There is one by my work that I go to Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's probably the most Burger King I've eaten in my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't know if this is a thing that they do now, because it definitely wasn't a thing when I went to Burger King as a kid, but... They gave me zesty. They call it zesty sauce. Oh, with for, my the, onion rings. for the onion rings? Oh, I love the zesty it sauce. Was delicious. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. Yeah. And they gave me like a couple of them, like more than I needed. And I don't think I'll ever use it on anything. But, you know, I've got it. They're in my desk at work. So. It is pretty <laughs> good for just their onion rings. I couldn't picture that with anything else. <laughs> Yeah, it was a good sandwich, though. Like, I recommend it. Do not search for it on Twitter, though, because I did just saying it was good for everybody. And apparently, and I'm assuming this is just like a, because nobody ever online, they never say when they really like things. They usually only say when they're bad stuff, you know? Right, right. So it was a lot of chicken sandwiches from Burger King raw in the middle. And I don't think that's too common, but I guess don't eat raw chicken. I don't think I should have to mention that, but if you bite into the chicken and it don't quite taste right, do not eat half the sandwich. No. Don't keep eating it. No. If I were going to get one of those, I would cut it in half first and check the chicken. Oh, yeah. That's always a good thing to do anyway. I feel like in case you don't want to eat the whole sandwich. You know? Yeah, exactly. But if we have to tell our listeners not to eat raw chicken, then why are you even listening? Apparently, chicken <laughs> sashimi is a thing. And oh, I I've heard that. of that, and it makes my stomach turn. And it's and like I... an actual thing. It's Ugh. not like one of those, hey, cooking fails on BuzzFeed thing. Like, it's an actual thing. Yeah, no, you can go to certain restaurants in, in Japan and try chicken sashimi, and the thought of it, oh, just makes my stomach just crazy. That I'm like, sounds horrible. Yeah. I had a friend who tried it because she she currently lives in Japan. And she's like, yeah, I tried chicken sashimi today. It was fine. The texture was kind of gross. Because it's raw chicken. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And like what they do is they either sear it or boil it for no more than 10 seconds. And then they just like cut it up and serve it to you. Yeah. They they just do it to get the salmonella out. It's not even to get the salmonella out. I was reading up on that. Apparently that doesn't actually kill any germs um, <laughs> for like an aesthetic thing that's terrible <laughs> that's disgusting they yeah. cut it from like a certain part of the chicken that's less prone to salmonella but otherwise it's like actually incredibly dangerous yeah less prone doesn't mean no salmonella at all like the, yeah. there's no guarantee there that's horrible <laughs> and, and i'm sorry but food poisoning is is nothing to mess with Oh, no, it's Definitely not. Definitely not. It can really hurt you if you're not careful. Yeah. Depending on, like, how severe your case is. Yeah, so please, people, eat cooked food. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> I think, though, that's also a good time to dispel the myth of pink in the middle of your pork as being bad. Mm. Technically, pork can be cooked just like beef on the whole medium-rare to medium kind of scale. Yeah. Obviously, you don't want to go too rare with it, otherwise then you do run the risk of diseases. But there are many food industry people out there who who say that, you know, pork can be consumed in the same way that beef can be consumed. You can it's do a, a medium rare pork. Yeah, it's basically like a white meat steak. Yeah, sort of. right, exactly. Right. I always try to extol the virtues of that because my mom, she loves to cook brats. Mm. We love mm. we love brats on the grill. Love a good brat. Stay tuned this July for our 4th of July brat special. Oh, it's going to be so good. I can't wait. I'm salivating already. But she will constantly... <laughs> Like, she'll bite into it and she'll go, oh, this is pink in the middle. I'm going to go nuke it. And I'm just like, Mom, you can have a little bit of pink in the pork. It's okay. Anyway, I'm going to go on yeah, to... So go ahead. Please go. The real part of my review. Okay. So, my real review, I'm going to review a place, kind of like Eric did. Mm-hmm. Wayback Burgers. It is a great place. It started in my home state of Delaware. It's burgers fresh ingredients you can watch them make it and they got many different varieties Mm. you can build your own you can get a philly which is american cheese and grilled onions and mushrooms like a philly cheesesteak they got like a rodeo which is cheddar cheese onion rings and barbecue sauce oh now we're talking they got a patty melt like the classic patty melt where they invert the bun and then it's swiss cheese grilled onions and thousand island And then they have a double bacon burger, which is uh, four pieces of bacon, and they usually put two, I believe, so Mm -hmm. it's where the double comes from. And then it's just American cheese and typical burger toppings like lettuce, tomato, onion, ketchup, mustard. And then they also have like some uh, regional things. There's one called a Carolina, and they don't actually serve that near me, so I've never had it. But according to the website, it is American cheese, coleslaw, chili, onions, and mustard on a burger. Huh. And then the Chipotle burger, which is also a regional thing, but they do have it around me. And it is delicious. It is pepper jack cheese, jalapenos, and Chipotle mayo. Oh. And it is Mm. amazing. That sounds really good. And then there's one more, and it's called the Cheesy Burger. And it's also an inverted bun. And then it's got four slices of American cheese on it. It's a heck of a lot of cheese. Yeah. Now, Wayback Burger, you spoke to me about this place before when they did a uh, Ghostbusters yeah. uh, themed burger back mm. in June of uh, 2016. Yeah. Um, lately, um, more recently, because they never used to do this, but they've been doing some sort of special product tie-ins every now and then. So when the Ghostbusters movie came out, they did what was called a Ghostbusting burger, and it was pepper jack cheese and ghost pepper sauce, and then the meat and the bun and all that, and it was amazing. And they have great milkshakes, too. They have a lot of different flavors, and they also do uh, promo milkshakes. So during Ghostbusters... They had, I can't remember exactly what it was called, but it was like Slimer themed. Yeah, I think it was like the Slimer milkshake and it had 
<laughs> green sauce yeah. or green oh, I forget what the green was, but yeah, it I, looked really good. Green. I think I might have posted that on my Twitter account at one point too, or maybe sent it to you, Zach. I can't quite remember, but Yeah, I, I think you sent it to me in an email. You're like, check this out and I was like, Oh, if I had one of those around me I would so go. <laughs> it was like key lime sauce and then like marshmallow and like vanilla and it was delicious. And it just looked like slime. Right now, for instance, they have a tie-in milkshake for Jumanji being released on DVD. Oh. A new Jumanji movie. And it is a chocolate milkshake with crushed up Oreos and gummy worms. And they called oh. it the Jungle Crumble. And it actually <laughs> looks delicious. I'm not quite sure how the gummy worms would work in a milkshake. but That kind of reminds me of when you would make the worms in dirt cupcakes. That's what it looks like. That's what it looks like on top of the milkshake. And this place, it's great. I've got like a little bit of like hometown type pride for it because it it started here. But now it's like all across America. Um, So it's not just here anymore. But it started in my little old home state. And they've got amazing food. And I guess we'll link to the website in our show notes, but for sure, they've got all sorts of things. They got different hot dogs you can get. They have hand breaded chicken tenders. They just released a new buffalo chicken sandwich. They have uh, veggie burgers, fish sandwiches, turkey burgers, grilled chicken. They have cheesesteaks, salads, all sorts of stuff. They have mac and cheese bites. Sounds delicious. It is incredibly delicious and i highly recommend it if you have one near you they're kind of steadily expanding Mm -hmm. i believe there's not one far from you now zach or not incredibly far compared to what it used to be before what's this place called wayback burgers Wayback Burgers. Yeah. I'm checking it out now to see. If, oh, there's they... the there's the Jungle Crumble right on the homepage. That actually does look really good. On Google, there's a picture of a burger patty that like stacked eight high. Oh yeah, that's the triple triple, and they do contests with that wow. every year. They do the triple triple challenge, and whoever in America can eat it the fastest, you win a whole bunch of money. So well then. Yeah. Looks like the nearest one to me is an Oak Brook Terrace. Yeah. I thought there was one in Naperville, but I That's guess... That's what I thought, too. Maybe it never opened, or maybe it folded. I don't... Maybe. I'm checking. Oh, that's pretty far a drive for me, but I may have to yeah. check it out. It started in my state, and now there's like not many here compared to what it used to be. Sure. It's the it's only like... one in all of Illinois. <laughs> That's a shame. Wow. Zach, it's closer to you than it is to me. It it is a little bit closer to me. It's uh, still a drive. Oh, it's by. Okay, so it's actually not that terribly far away. It's about 30, maybe 40 minutes away. It's not too bad. I mean, it's a little far for a burger, but. Well, maybe when I'm out that way, I go out that way in November for the Doctor mm-hmm. Who convention in Lombard, and that's like right next door. So maybe, maybe in November, I'll go check them make out. A, make a little side trip. Yeah. <laughs> they have a few in Michigan, and one's on the way to my parents, and oh. I'm going there for Easter weekend. So maybe I'll stop at a Wayback Burger. That's a good recommendation. Yeah. It is amazing. Honestly, they have the best milkshakes. They have great fries. They have onion rings. I mentioned it. They have mac and cheese bites. 
I like, that sounds amazing. I like. I don't get it. I just got off the dinner table, but uh, already I'm hungry again. Talking about all this great food. I know I'm, my mouth's watering. I'm ready to eat some food. <laughs> Do we, maybe we need to, to to break and like let Eric go get dinner. No, no, no. It, it's fine. Anything else to say about Wayback Burger before we move on? No, it's just incredibly delicious. And if anybody from Wayback Burgers hears this, I accept gift cards. (laughs) (laughs) I will accept gift cards. Nice. Give your girl more hometown pride. Exactly. I love things that started here, you know? Sponsor a podcast. Like America started here. We were the first state. That's a good point. Yeah. America. 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 So, do you guys watch uh, MasterChef Junior at all? I don't. I do not. I think you guys should start watching, because this has been a pretty fun season overall. Oh. Is this the one with Gordon Ramsay? Of course. Oh, I, you know what? how to cook or something, I, or kids that are, like, really good at cooking. No, these are kids that are amazing at cooking. Oh, my gosh. Do you not like Gordon Ramsay, Zach? I like his interactions with kids. Yeah. I saw a clip where I think it was a little girl like started crying and he went over to her and instantly was like, honey, it's okay. That was in this episode. Oh, it was? There was a moment like that in this episode. Yeah. So I've always been a huge Gordon Ramsay fan. I've pretty much seen every season of Hell's Kitchen. Uh, I'm a big MasterChef guy. So this is actually their sixth season of MasterChef Junior, and they take kids ranging from 8 to 15 years old, and some of the best kid cooks in the nation, and pit them in this uh, contest. And they started out with 24 kids, and it's really fun to watch these kids. And the latest episode uh, it was called uh, Recipe for Love, and this was actually a team challenge where they had to cater a wedding of 75 people. Hmm. And it was really crazy because you you don't think, oh my God, these kids, how could they ever be under pressure to do this stuff? And I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah, there were a couple kids that, you know, got caught up in the pressure, some froze, because they're basically treating these kids like, like line cooks, essentially. But it was cool because... Unlike the regular Master Chef, where when they do these team challenges, the team has to come up with the dish, but they made it a little easier for the kids where the dish has already been determined and Gorn Ramsay shows them how to make it. And so it was a wedding for 75 guests, and none of the guests knew the bride and groom did. They were in on it, and they told the kids what they expect and the people showing up and all that stuff. But none of the guests had no idea. So when they finally revealed all the kids and the two teams came out, everyone was going nuts because the food was so good. And it was really amazing. And yeah, there was one girl, fortunately she was on the winning team, but she kind of had a little meltdown. And it was really sad. And Gordon Ramsay gave her this amazing pep talk. And She wiped her tears away and and went right to it, and he was very inspirational to this child. It was an emotional moment on the show, but it was also fun, because it was a beautiful location. They were out in this California farmland area, 
it was a great episode and they eliminated two of the contestants because they've been doing this thing because they start with so many kids they whittle away like two at a time on each episode but they do make it fun for the kids last week they had this gigantic milkshake and one of the judges got dunked in it and got sprayed with a big thing of whipped cream and then all the kids threw sprinkles and cherries at him and he was, it was basically like a three thousand dollar suit and he got dipped in chocolate milkshake <laughs> it was pretty hilarious <laughs> but yeah if you guys like master chef or if people like gordon ramsay or christina tosi she's big new york baker she's one of the judges on this definitely give it a watch i think this is a lot more fun with the kids but you're amazed when they create these incredible dishes on their own and you're like when i was eight i wasn't thinking about cooking like i was just like yeah give me mac and cheese and i'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) but yeah these kids they do more cooking than i can ever even imagine yeah yeah do you watch a lot of cooking shows eric or i do i mean i'm a big food network guy i like their shows i like cupcake wars i like chopped i'm more into like the reality cooking type shows Mm. but occasionally i'll watch one of the people that have their own cooking shows kind of thing anyone Mm. except rachel ray i hate her oh my gosh that's so funny my mom's been on that show like several times and by on that show i mean in the audience and then the camera pans (laughs) on her (laughs) i i I, oh wow ap's mom must be famous and we gotta get we got to get be, her as a guest. Amazing, Secretly, AP's mom is Rachel Ray, and then that's I like... Know. And super <laughs> awkward right awkward. now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I used to love watching a lot of Food Network. I loved watching Unwrapped with Mark Summers. Oh, yeah. He would, he would go and talk about, like, here's this... How this kind of candy is made, or this kind of ice cream, <laughs> and here's how they taste test certain burgers at Wendy's or whatever. And I liked that show a lot, and I really, really liked Good Eats with Alton Brown. Yes, Good Eats, fantastic. I like it because it's like, sci- he explains the science behind the it cooking. Is, it, you know what it is? It is Bill Nye in the kitchen. Pretty much, yeah. And like the, the same sort of comedic whimsy with the like mm-hmm. skits and the funny things that happen. And I was so hooked on that show. It's actually one of the few TV shows I own on DVD. Where I was like, mm. I want to own Good Eats on DVD because I want to know these recipes. I want to learn how to make some of these things. And he is so just genuine with everything that he does. A lot of the things I learned about cooking, I learned from watching Good Eats. And when they mm. announced, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say they announced it last year or they announced it earlier this year, that he's going to be bringing Good Eats back to <gasps> Netflix, I think it is. Oh. What? Seriously? I, I yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find the article. Hang on. Uh, oh my god! Good I am so down for revival. that. Revival. Okay, so it was announced September fifth, two thousand seventeen. Wow, where have I been? The show, officially titled Return of the Eats, will be a half-hour format. It will air on Food Network. Okay, good. But there will be bonus footage shot just for web. Oh, nice. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay, sweet. So it's going to be called Return of the Eats, and it's going to be on Food Network. I'm excited. Let's do this. I'm totally down for that. Speaking of uh, Netflix cooking shows, Mm -hmm. all right? I don't know if any of you have seen this before. It's fairly new. Um, It's not necessarily a cooking show. It's more of like a 
competition type I thing. I think I know what you're talking about because I saw a trailer for it, but go on. And it's called Nailed It. Yes, that's the one. I've heard of this show. I haven't seen it yet. It is incredibly hilarious. Okay. It I will have is... to give it a watch. I used to watch like Cupcake Wars and like Chopped and stuff way back when. Mm-hmm. I kind of like competition shows that involve like putting things together and seeing what people do with things. Mm-hmm. But this is like people who aren't really that great at baking to begin with. <laughs> and they have to recreate those crazy Instagram popular viral internet baking things so like oh my god and they know that these people can't do this it's all like a complete setup but just seeing how close the people come or how close they don't come to recreating the masterpieces is (laughs) i'll say hilarious again because it just is yeah Yeah. i i saw the trailer for this on netflix and i was kind of busting a gut the host she seems hilarious she's hilarious back when snl when they had that controversy because they had literally no minority women on the show in many many years she was one of the women of color who auditioned for it i believe she's Mm -hmm. one of the finalists they didn't end up choosing her but she was one of the finalists and then she had her own show on mtv for a little while like she's done a lot of mtv type stuff i believe She's great. I have to check it out because the concept of the show seems incredibly funny to me. Yeah. So it's like her. She's the host and she's also one of the judges. Then they have the head judge and he's famous French chocolatier. And him and uh, Nicole, the host, watching them interact with each other. It's fantastic. Just hearing that French chocolatier and MTV comedian, you don't think, <laughs> oh, they play well off each other. But they really do. They were made to work together. And then they always had like a third guest judge who's usually a famous chef or famous baker. Mm-hmm. That's always great like, seeing these people who are extremely good at baking judging these epic fails. <laughs> like, <it's laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to check this out. I, I you, think I'm going to add that to my Netflix list because that's hilarious. It's <laughs> the greatest. This show in general is amazing. And I never thought I'd like it, but I really, really do. Well, we got another food show that we have to add to our TV show reviews. Yeah. Indeed. Anything else food-wise you guys want to talk about before we sign off? French fries are great. French fries I are love great. French fries, yes. Jersey Mike's, they make a damn good sub. They do. Even though I think Family Guy made fun of them fairly recently, <laughs> they make a good sub not even kidding and they give you a lot for your money which is great you know what sub place i really like is witch witch i've heard of that i don't think there's any anywhere near me though so witch witch there's one by me in naperville and i used to go there fairly often when i still went to the the comic shop out there and witch witch you take a bag from it's like a brown paper bag and you you take it from the, the tray and then you take a pencil and you literally mark what you want what kind of meat what kind of toppings what kind of bread if you want any condiments on it and they had a sub i used to love to get called the surf and turf it was roast beef and seafood salad sub and it was amazing i would get that with cucumber and the oil and vinegar dressing on it oh i used to love getting that sandwich Hmm. Hmm. that sounds good 
It was really good. I miss it. I gotta go back to Witch Witch one of these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just looked it up, Zach. The Wayback Burgers in Naperville just closed last month. Oh, wow. <laughs> that was the one that was closer to me. But there's still that one in Illinois. There's still the, the one in Oak Park <laughs> or whatever it was. The one. Yeah. It's worth it, though, if you're ever near one. So I plan on definitely hitting it up for sure but yeah that was another great episode of the fantastic cuisine pundit hour so for all you fantastic foodie nation let us know what you think if you have questions you can email us at fantastic cuisine pundit hour at gmail.com or check us out at fantastic cuisine pundits.com and until next time we hope you have a fantastic cuisine in your future Yes. Happy April Fools, everybody! (laughs) Yeah, you dorks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, April Fools. Yeah, this this is good. I actually legitimately liked talking about food for the last hour. (laughs) (laughs) But legit, I'm like super hungry right now. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Go go get yourself some fantastic cuisine, you pundit. (laughs) Shout out to AP for coming up with the name. Yeah, this was her genius idea. I think I came up with the last one, too. Did I come up with Flaro Cave too? I think we all kind of came up with that. Yeah. Because yeah, we were all like really into it at the time. Yeah, not anymore. I'm <laughs> so behind <laughs> it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I, I only keep up with what Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. But I'm so glad we could make it like another FCPH. <laughs> Before we end, though, I got to give a shout out to Mare for nailing it based with on the, the logo. My that. God. Holy oh cow. Like, everyone she thought the Flare Cave was coming back, and she's like, nah, it's utensil. <laughs> <laughs> I purposely blurred that in Photoshop enough where I'm like, okay, these are vaguely weird blobs. But she she nailed it. If I didn't know what it was, I wouldn't have known what it was. Like, how did she? I did not tip anyone off to this. And she was like, oh, it just looks like utensils in a plate. And I'm like, yeah. how the hell did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah shout out to nightmare for doing that but yeah watch this episode's gonna be like super popular we're gonna have to start a food podcast (laughs) (laughs) but it goes to show that you can really podcast about anything you really Mm -hmm. can for real i kind of like this i like talking about food and now i'm super hungry so i'm gonna get going (laughs) yep let's go get some dinner all right I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at Ranger Command PH and like us on Facebook.com slash Ranger Command Power Hour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 